everyone, this is your girl, Sonia, a.k.a. The Student Loan Doctor, and I'm super excited to have been a part of tonight's show on the Lauren Reed Live Show on Water Rights Radio. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. Hey, it's your girl, Lauren Reed, and you are now locked into Lauren Reed Live, right here on Water Ice Radio, the show where you get a little scoop of everything. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes by the O-Z. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the R-O-C, Ho. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay the Gentleman, and you're listening to Lauren Reed Live on Water Ice Radio, powered by waterice.com, your scoop to everything Philly. Now let's go. Good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What A Ice Radio. And it is Tuesday night, and it's a good night. It's a rainy night, but we are still here. I'm really excited by about tonight's show because I have a whole new step, like a whole new, uh, everybody in here is due right now. Jay's not here. I'm doing this all by myself. It's just me and my one man band show. What? No, I'm sorry. Congratulations. <laughs> like, you're doing a great job. I, no, I, mean, I, I would have to do it before, so it's all good. I, I remember how to do this, but I'm glad that you guys are here with me. So let me do some introductions really quick. So first, you guys, I told you on Instagram and on Facebook earlier this week that I was going to have a special co-host. And this gentleman right here, he really doesn't need an introduction, I but he uh, he should be really excited tonight because he's been asking to come on the show for a very long time now. And I will admit, I was curving him. So tonight was the perfect opportunity for you to come on the show. I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> it's like, no, you know I got love for you. It's my boy, Jay to, the jo- Jay to the Jones from Good Vibes Only Philly. What's going on, Jay? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm, I'm here. I'm blessed. It's always a good time when I'm here. I know you got the hair in the braids, so you don't have to worry about the rain. I know. I got had to get that, you know, taken care of because that humidity and that rain situation out there is not good for nobody. Nowhere. Yeah, I got drenched. You did? I kind of did. I know we were in here setting up and it was like, ooh, it's getting, it's getting bad out there. I saw that lightning strike. I was like, oh, no it's, umbrella. It's time to get there real quick, right? So, Mr. J to the Jones, what's been going on with you? Talk to me about uh, Good Vibes Only really quick. Okay, so, elevator pitch, even though I don't have one. Um, Good Vibes Only Philadelphia, what we do is, like, we try to create events for young professionals, young people in the city um, with regards to culture, cuisine, um, cocktails. So, you like good cocktails, you like good people, you like good food, uh, follow me at GVOPHL. 
Um, we have a couple events coming up. Um, vacation. We got seventy-five dollar bottles of rosé all day. We'll get to that stuff. Okay. I just want you to tell the people who you were from. Oh, so, good vibes only. oh, so, oh yeah. So that's me. And thank yeah. you for stopping me. That's good. I will. Probably I'm from Philly. You, I, we know that part. Good vibes only Philly. Got that part. Could have moved. Whatever. And guess what, everybody? My guest for this evening, she is already here too, looking all beautiful. Miss Sonia Lewis, she is here, everybody. Sonia, how are you this evening? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing great. Well, first of all, thank you for coming out in this weather. I really do appreciate that. Uh, But just things are coming in general because you are super busy and all over the place right now in a good way. I am super grateful for this current schedule. I will not complain. That's what I say every morning. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> so, but uh, we can't wait to get into um, talking about the student loan doctor, the business that you run. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that in the Lauren Live topic of the hour portion. But you guys, we got to handle some business first. We got to talk about some trending topics. We got to do the Ratchet Recap, everybody. So anybody who doesn't know about the Ratchet Recap, I'm going to let you guys know about that when we come back from a quick music break because we do have music set up tonight. So, Jay, I reached out to you earlier and I said, I need some songs from you, right? Correct. Right. So tonight we have a playlist that is based around songs that we remember when we were at college. Now, the one thing about me and Jay, we both went to HBCUs. Yes. I would like to say mine was better. However, we're not going to get into that conversation. We all this do evening. drugs sometimes. No, I don't do any drugs actually. Well, if you would know FAMU is the best HBCU in the country. I was country. about to say, do you want to tell them where you went to school? Florida A&M University. And you guys all know that I went to Howard University. So we decided to do a quick uh, playlist of songs that reminded us when we were in school. Because since we got the student loan doctor here, this is probably where we we came got into debt. So I thought this would be a really good idea. So actually, I'm go- I'll let you go first this evening. Um, this is your first song, so you want to kind of introduce it? So this is Usher Love in the Club. Like, this was a great song because when you were at 2 o'clock, you found that girl you wanted to go home with in college, and you danced with her. And That's- you, t- you made Love in the Club. What year did you go? What year were you in school? 02 to 07. I had that second senior year. It was great. Oh, 02 to 07. Okay, I was 02 too. So yeah, this song makes sense. But you picked the original version. This is not the one with Mother on it, right? Yes, the original, the one that you got. I was hoping that you picked the one with Beyonce on it, but it's okay. I'll let it go. Uh, All right, everybody. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go into this first song, and then when we come back, we're going to jump into the Ratchet Recap, and we're going to talk to Sonya a little bit more about her business and everything she has got coming up. So make sure you guys do not go anywhere. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here with my boy, Jay to the Jones from GVO. See, I did it right. You didn't think I was going to be able to do it. She's a professional. And I got Sonia Lewis Lewis here from the Student Loan Doctor. Everybody, it's Water Ice Radio. Please do not go anywhere. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, and I got my boy, Jada Gentleman, yeah, here with yeah. me. And we are about to pay some bills, everybody. That's right. First off, shout out to Samsung Technologies. They provided us with equipment for our post and pre-production needs. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the New Stand Association of Philadelphia. They have over 50 screens across Center City with our show playing on exclusively. So thank you to them. Yes, yes. And last but certainly not least, we got Boom 103.9 Philly. Boom. Thank you very much. We are on their website. You can check us out. Go to the top of the website. Hit the website exclusives. All that good stuff. We got our amazing content, and we got more coming up, so please stay tuned. Yeah, guys, we're going back to the show right now. Don't go anywhere. And we are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What Ice Radio. That was Usher with Love in the Club. 
and we are back and i'm excited for this part right now I, this is the ratchet recap everybody the ratchet recap is a part of the show where we talk about anything and everything that is ratchet so it could be sports it could be trending topics it could be politics it could be mm, hot topics it could be anything sometimes it could even be about some of our listeners so if you out there being ratchet with your ratchet ass we will talk about you trust and believe so let's get into it right now, everybody. First up, we got a, a this is not ratchet, actually, this is sad news. Uh, we found out this morning that Kate Spade, at 55 years old, um, she actually died this morning. Um, apparently, it was a suicide. They say that she was found dead in her Manhattan apartment by her housekeeper, and a suicide note was found. So I don't know about all you ladies out there, and maybe some guys, because she did have a line for men called Jack Speed. Uh, I'm devastated about this because I'm a true, true fan of Kate Spade and her stuff. Even her clothes are really, really cute and nice. I have a ton of Kate Spade bags. But it goes to show you that you really don't know what people are going through at all. So um, I, a lot of people have said they want to know what the suicide note says. So there has been a report that TMZ said the suicide note stated it was lettered to her daughter and it said, Ask Daddy, I love you. And that was it. So... That opens up a big can of worms, you guys. So what do you think about this? Do you think it could have possibly been a, a cheating scandal? I don't want to speculate. That just sounds, when rich people commit suicide, it's just kind of interesting. I can't relate to their problems. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I mean, I, I feel bad. I just can't relate. Like, That's I don't. true. Because we, we tend to think that the money and the success, you know, changes or helps everything. Mm, no. But some people are still in a really dark place. What about you, Sonia? So I think, because I've had some experience through others that I've known that have been something similar and I feel like when I saw it the first thing that came to my spirit was money really now offline we had a, a point that it could be uh, relational affairs yeah. uh, you know um, and as a woman that's married she could have internalized it really bad but see I mean the thing is at the end of the day I still think even if it was uh, marital affairs it could have led to extortionists. I always take it back to the money. To the money. Because, and then we just found out what the brand was bought by Coach. The last year, um, Case Bay was bought by Coach, yes. I don't know if that's a too positive of a move. I don't know. Like, I don't know those numbers. She basically said um, Case Bay took a step down game bought by Coach. And, and again, we don't know the, the numbers, but it's just, if the brand is thriving, as I, in my opinion it is, yeah. or was, or whatever. Um, I don't know to be sold by Coach if that's such a, a great move because in my mind it's like Coach Kate Spade. And then when I heard that it was born, I was like, oh. It could have been. A, so I'm going back to the marital affair thing. I think that some, well, also in those situations, I think that it could have been a lot of ongoing things that could have possibly happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know what the husband may have been doing. It could have been oh, mental or physical. could have just spent all the money. He could have. That's very. I, mean, I don't know his name. She K Speed. Husband is husband. Bad investments or something like that. Bad but um, I just I'm not a parent and I'm not married, so I just. How old is the daughter? It didn't say in the report. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, but I just can't. I, I, it's just is really tough to kind of like I have an opinion it. on because someone took their life. You don't know what people are going through, but to leave your child is really a hard. I don't like the the, the dramatic ex dad. Because that young lady, that's going to that's going to mess with her. Something to yeah, her. it's already going to mess her up. And I and I do believe again. I've, I have different experiences with this personal whatever. 
I think that, and again, we have to pray for people that go through suicide and the experience. But I, I think it's still a little selfish, to be quite honest. Because then that daughter, even if she asks that, is that really going to lay it flat? Probably, Probably not. not. So, are, you, are you saying men will not tell the truth? In this situation, probably not. Like, I mean, not. So, so I, I would want to say no, but her always kind of in the balance, like wondering what happened, or and that's just something that's going to be hard for her to move on from. Like, it's going to be a traumatic experience yeah. overall, um, for her. I mean, just to lose a parent, just in Tabloid. general. But that type of what that way, yeah. this is going to be in the media for at least a good month or so mm-hmm. people speculating what happened there's going to be fake news and it's going to yep. be sad there's no life insurance money unless oh. there's a clause unless there's a clause that's not but always most people true don't get a clause most people don't get a clause and mm-hmm. you have to battle with the husband so if, the, if there is bad beef the husband gets first dibs on everything right i mean we probably we don't we don't know all that but i'm sure this will unravel in the press Really soon. Oh, really, really, really soon. So I'm sure about tomorrow yeah, we'll hear stories on. and a whole bunch of other stuff that's going oh, on. Oh, the daughter was 13. Oh. oh that's a hard age. It very makes it worse. Teen, that's teenagers, so very, very hard age. Well, my um, thoughts and prayers are with their family at this time, so I just definitely wanted yeah. to shout that out. That wasn't on the agenda for today, but I definitely had to take time out to talk about that. So let's move on, everybody. Um, yesterday, Bill Clinton... Bill. And um, his off, um, an, his writer, he's putting out a new book. Um, they were on the Today Show, actually, mm-hmm. yesterday morning. Bill? Bill, yep, Bill I Clinton. miss Bill? Yeah. Uh, you miss Bill. You definitely miss <laughs> you Bill. You miss Bill. It was, a, it was a good one. So he was on there supposedly talking about his new book that's going to be released. It's actually the 20-year anniversary of the whole Monica Lewinsky thing. So oh, the, the reporter asked him, has he ever... Um, personally apologized to Monica Lewinsky due to due to what happened. So rewind a little bit. Uh, Monica Lewinsky is now stating that it was she doesn't believe that it was all consensual because he abused his power in this situation. When did she say this? This is recent. This is recent since the Me Too the Me Too movement. As Monica wants some money off of this new book. She she just wants. I'm going I'm to save my comment for the end because I've just... As, as a man, it's tough for me to speak in Me Too situations, but I will because I don't be caring that much. Um, he definitely abused his power, but you, it, it's almost like if you're if you're a prison guard and you, at a woman's prison, you have sex with an inmate, that's kind of rape. Not to say that he didn't make her suck his... Quote, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's like when your boss asks you, are you staying late tonight? We really got to get this project going. I know you should get home to your family, but if this project doesn't come in, right, we're gonna fl- the company's gonna fall out. We're gonna lose this deal because of you. Right? Because of you. So you can go home or you can stay. I mean, do we? Do I think that Bill probably said some very persuasive words to Monica Lewinsky? Absolutely, right. Um, do I think this is a Me Too situation? No, I don't. I think she willingly uh, decided to mess with someone's husband. She knew that he was a man in power. Um, she pro- she probably did it because he was a man in power. He was the most powerful so, man in the wor- in the world. So Harvey Weinstein's cool then. So like, I mean, he, he didn't make nobody have sex with him. But if you get this movie, if he, he's powerful, so, so no Me Too there. So I'm very sensitive to talk about the Me Too movement because I have, for me, it's a very gray line in different situations. A lot of gray. So I think yeah. that while I don't believe in sexual assault 
in any shape or form, I do think that there are some situations that should not be considered that, which in this is one of them. Mm -hmm. I think that she willingly knew. She's always said that it was consensual, didn't she? Okay. And she never once in 20 years said until now, Bill, he, he abused his power, blah, 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 blah. This is 20 years later. So I'm not buying. I'm, I'm, I'm personally not. I'm personally not buying it. And guess what? I don't think he owes her an apology. And But the the masses seem to think that he does. I mean, it's a personal apology. But it's hard because you had when you had different generations. It's hard to like compare behavior across generations. So like certain things were a certain way, and people uh, with social norms back in the '90s. Social norms now are just different. So if you take the actions, for, like for me in college, I know there was stuff that we did in college where it was crazy. Like wow, if you did it now, it's, you look at yourself like, well, that was kind of crazy. But that was the norm back when you were in college. I don't think sexual abuse should ever be the norm. But no one's talking sexual. See, this is re- no one's talking about sexual abuse. It's like behaviors. Like I mean, no one, no one during the, in the '90s thought that he pre- abused her. At no point did anybody say sexual assault. No, that that conversation wasn't the conversation. No, it definitely wasn't. That like, they that they, never that came was, up that at was, all. That, and she never brought it up. Her lawyers never brought it up. Like they, they never said the sexual assault. By but Bill she all because she always said it from the beginning that it was consensual. It was the nail is not because she needs a check. <laughs> there, you, there you have it, Sonia. There you have it. it might be. A, I mean, I mean, but I, I mean, I want a check too. I mean, she she got no, the short end. She got the short end of the stick. Imagine she she did that like Literally. in social like right now when you had like you know how I many memes she would have right now. That blue dress would be up there Isn't everywhere. She glad that she yes, the yes, 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 yes. Like if the person that got called sucking Barack. It's gonna be over for them. The po- the what? Don't I, do that to I, my I president. Was joking. Don't That's do that a lot. to my that, president. That a, we joking. talked about this before you came on. None of your nonsense tonight. <laughs> don't talk about my president, okay? No this bad. should be some grand rules. No Barack. No Barack. No Michelle. Not auntie and uncle. Don't you? No. Nope. Not here. Sorry, that was a joke. You bad know, joke. Bad joke. Too soon. Way, mm-hmm. way too soon. And if some dick come out, she's lied. No. <laughs> he would he would never. Could you imagine that? Black people would be somewhere protesting like this didn't happen. At her Yo, door. That's the ultimate get out call. Like Barack cheated. I mean, what you want me to do? He the best of us. No, you not gonna do the uh Tristan Thompson uh statement. We not having it. I don't care if the uh lie detective the machine was broke. <laughs> we like, nope, that's not him. Barack would definitely not do that. I don't know. I don't think Bill owes her an apology, though. I'm sticking with him. I kind of feel like the um, the reporter on NBC kind of sort of like um, railroaded him a little bit because he, he de- I mean, well, that's his job, kind of sort of. But but I, but I think but, yes. I, but I think he but Bill was kind of condescending, yeah. like he was condescending, but he got mad because I'm pretty sure that was not in the uh, in the outline of things that they were going to talk about. Fact. Guarantee he did not approve that, and that's why he. But was his mad. PR person should have prepped him for it. Well, normally with pr- former presidents, you, you get, get a you get a list of questions they're going to ask you, and you're pretty much not supposed to deviate from that. But I guarantee you that was not on the list of questions. Well, agreed. But you gotta you gotta live in that. But it's all good. Bill, I'm on your side. I'm I'm good. I don't have I'm, no. I don't have no movie thirteen. I ain't really on the side. I just. I mean, I'm on the side that. for this situation. Wow. I don't have no empathy. In regards to him and Monica, the twins all together. Yeah, I'm I'm good on them. Did you vote for the Clinton? 
Vote. Vote. I wasn't. Oh, I don't feel like I was. I did vote for Hillary. See, well, you, that's one of the reasons why I'm because, here. Because uh, no vote is a, still a, a loss of a vote. You mean in this but last? You vote for Hillary last? over Bernie, though. Oh, I definitely. It's okay if you did. Bernie wasn't getting. We all knew that. I mean, but Hillary wasn't winning either. So, I mean, but I let, we digress. Good. We're sorry. No, it's good. Oh, I want him to give give her the student loan too. I was I was excited about Bernie, see, but statistically, Bernie was again. See, I, didn't, I didn't have any student loans, so. Oh, uh, why are you here? I took a Pell Grant out. I, mean, I, gotta, I, I gotta pay my Pell Grants back. Bernie's co-host. Why are you here? Please. I, mean, I heard student We only want people that's in debt. Student loans are crazy, I heard. I heard them things is them things is vicious. We're gonna have him be quiet during this portion, I think. <laughs> All right, so last story before we go to break. Um because I'm not even well, we can talk about this really quick. So Jay Prince went on to the Breakfast Club. You guys know who Jay Prince is, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um Jay Prince was on the Breakfast Club and he stated that uh he told Drake not to respond to Pusha C. Admits of all of this beef stuff is going on. Um, he That's states, whack. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think it's very whack. He should have definitely. He can respond to Meek and everybody else. Battle rap don't have rules. <laughs> Ain't no rules. Tupac, Tupac hopped on the track. That's why I fucked your bitch. He, <laughs> from the, it was the first bar. <laughs> the first bar. That's what it was. So it really shouldn't be any rules. So he stated that he told him not to, um, he told him not to respond to the beef because, um, Whatever information that Drake had on Pusha that he had ready, locked, and loaded, he said. So he said Drake was ready. That would be career ending for not just Pusha T, but also for Kanye and a lot of other people in good music. Kanye's career is not dead. So then drop it tonight. It's I Kanye. mean, is Kanye popping right I now? Don't, so listen, much respect to Jay Prince. He is an OG or whatever, but I don't believe that one second. I believe. It must be something good. Allegedly, I mean. Allegedly, I mean. Drake but, don't got nothing to go. Like no one know nothing about Pusher. All he knows he sold drugs. No, and no, he no, but we don't know what about Pusher and Kanye. Kanye. Things are a little funny. <laughs> no, <dude. laughs> Whoa! I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't. I wasn't even, I didn't even going down I didn't that even route. Go that route. That is, you know, I don't want no but, no, no heat push. I but, didn't say it. You got but some they, student loans push. <laughs> but they saying that um, Push was out here. I'm not. I'm sorry. Drake was out here. Trying to pay people hundred thousand plus for information on him, which is corny. No, I mean, I, although I, I would so not he must be, have got something. But when was well, I, I would not be surprised that Aubrey did but, that. But though. Who That's was, who was hanging out with sure. Drake before he was Drake? Though does Drake strike you as somebody that was cool before he was Drake? Absolutely Drake not. Was on the, was it, was it, was it, was I mean, he was probably Degrassi. a popular character in the Rossi, but Drake's one of those. You that, mean like in his regular no. life? Like, like no. Don't, First off, I was riding with Jake, Jake, Drake. Excuse me, back in college before anybody knew a Drake. I had With this Trey one girl, um, my white girlfriend. She was on Drake before anybody I knew in life. Like mixtape Drake. I'm like, who is that in your headphones? She was like, oh, she's like, this was she her Zach word. She's like, oh, you all will catch on him later. She's like, I called him first, and then I listened to it with it. I'm like, who is this? So years later, when he came up, I'm like, that's the guy from the anthropology class. Back when we had LimeWire, that's how. Old oh, you. Oh, we was, was, was all still in music. All still in music. It was sharing. Stealing is stealing. <laughs> I, I stole a lot of music on a 56k modem with the dial-up. Limewire was that's <laughs> the when we was were we still using dial-up? Yes, yeah, dial-up. Freshman year, dial-up. dial-up 30, 30, 35 minutes of song. What did dial-up DSL? Well, that's uh, if you went yeah. to a good school. We had dial-up. We got. We finally got some Wi-Fi. I think I went to school a little after y'all. 
Probably. Maybe. <laughs> we got that. We had DSL. Now we got that. Maybe. I had dollar. She had dollar. Yes. We had dollar. I don't like remember. Two, two people in one room. Dollar. We didn't have cable. We was we, lies. You we, a liar. No, we were struggling at fam. I'm, like no, we really had to. We had to be friends with each other. You should have came Get up out. a little bit up more north. No. But then I would have stu- I would have student debt if I came up north. There you go. Well, you Here stay we where you at then. Stay See, thank you. See, I got the. the he still passed. You graduated. I think I graduated. I did. I graduated. Okay. You think? You drawing right now. I can't. We moving right. Credentials that when we go on break. But real quick, this story is going to be really quick. Uh, so y'all saw that Trump basically uninvited the Eagles to the White House today. What did the mayor have to say about that? Oh, he went in. He like, Kenny went, Kenny, I Kenny went in. Kenny, he, he went real he, like, like old school South Philly Italian. I couldn't believe. He to know what he say. I got to pull it up for you on a break. I didn't even quote Kenny, um, Mayor Kenny, but he was like, He's deplorable. Like he was calling him all types of names. It was it was it was bad. But pretty much y'all, Trump said y'all the Eagles y'all can't come. So but would you, would you we were go? already like we weren't coming. They weren't coming. But would you go? If, like if you got everything to the White House, would you go? This is what I said. I said I feel really bad that they did not have the proper opportunity because let me just say this: I had went to the White House, Obama administration. It is an air to breathe. Like, it is something about being in the White House. Like, it is, it is a ple- it's a pleasure. So, to miss that opportunity and that's actually that. have a celebration attached to it, Where would you I go? felt bad for them. That's, some, that's, a, that's a very, first, congratulations to you going to the White House. I know, but like, 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 the humble, like, like, it wasn't even like, she, I, didn't, even, she didn't even say it on the humble brag. It was really like, I just really went to the White House. It was. No, I'm not, the air is exactly. different. It was like the old library, the oldest libraries, and the whole building smelled like that. And I didn't want anybody to talk to me because I wanted to take it all in. Like, I wanted all my sensory. But if Trump hit you up, was like, hey, I see what you're doing. I want to bring you in to get Talk about student loan things. forgiveness. Would, what would you go you, back? What would you, what would you? That's a really good question. Okay, you want to know the truth? Yes. I already had an opportunity to go back this year on his administration. I said no. Why? Yeah, it was with a group that wanted me to come speak. Um, oh, I can't think of the group right now. It was, it was an African American empowerment group, and I was I got an invitation. It was either go there or I had another trip. I would have had to cancel the other trip, but I was like, you know, for the White House, you'll cancel some stuff. And I said, I'm so glad I got invited under the Obama administration. So I didn't need to go. I didn't feel like I needed to go. So, amen. I'm I'm all about this right now. I, I would have went. If I never got invited, that might be a different scenario. I might not confront and say I, I mean, wouldn't go. I didn't vote. But I was all I, I didn't good. vote for Trump. <laughs> He's not. Hey. But you're just saying that you want to go because you want to go to the White House. They have the opportunity to go to the White House. I mean, you can go to the White House on the tour. You can, but you. I'm, we're not different. talking about that. I want to go to Easter egg hunt. You want to be an invited guest. You want and go to Easter egg hunt. Okay. I'm moving on from you because you, <laughs> who, what grown ass, oh, well, I don't know, so under saying, the Obama administration, absolutely, because the Michelle yo, was putting together the Easter yo, egg did hunt. You, did yeah. you hear about that last party they threw in the White House? Oh, I yeah. heard. Like, it, it was HBCU time 30. Lit. That was great. Invite, I need it. Lit. There were celebrities saying it was probably the best party that they've literally, they've ever been to. Sure. I think like, I'm huh? going to say this. I went to D.C. one weekend and I didn't even know it was one of the weekends the Obamas had a party. And Beyonce was performing. And so the Les Twins, they go everywhere yeah, they with go, Beyonce. Yeah, they do. Now, this is pre I met the doctor. One tried to bag me. Yes, he did. Okay? Dang! I didn't know who he was! You can tell I have your stuff. You should have got that. My life you would have been, been living in Paris. Oh, the, <laughs> are those the twins that are flexible and dancing? Yeah, the dancers are oh, yes. Les Twins. He did like yes. this. He said... 
come with me? And I didn't know who he was, so you're not from Philly. And I said, no. <laughs> and then my girlfriend was like, that's Leslie's wife. I said, well, you ain't say that. I said, we're going to be embarrassed. Your friend was slipping. You have to be a good friend. Yo, I've been in that type of situation before. Yeah, right. they, didn't, they just won a million dollars last um last season on uh. Not what is it? The not the show with Jennifer Lopez, the greater uh not not so you oh, think dance, you can dance. So you, no no. The, the point is I missed my, my opportunity for a prince or Hey, I missed my shot. I missed my shot at somebody too in New York. It's how it happens. My friends ain't telling me. That's how it goes sometimes. I sat right next to the girl from Winnie Power Tasha. I went back with him, would have met You wasn't shooting that shot. Oh, Get the I would have out of here. I would have bagged. You would have not bagged well, Tasha. Well, Get the fuck out of here. Well, you would have not bagged well, Tasha from Power. What? Get out of here. What? I'm going to commercial break. <laughs> you would have not. I'm sorry. Yo. Anybody on live right now for my offensive language, but you was not bagging Tasha Yo, my, from I, Power. I, I, I was shooting the shot. Nato- Nato- you were yes. not bagging Notorious. Yo, she was next to me at a brunch. She was then talking. I didn't know who it was. could I hung out with them, what if I would have met B? You got in her, life, in scene. You could took care of her. In scene. She don't hang out with loans. And she didn't even go to college. In scene. In scene. She tried to create. I had to see what sorority was she a part of. Oh, but she can join. She can join. Who were leading the dish troop, and I understood at that moment why she was doing so well. <laughs> good, good question. Um, but was that kind of offensive? Do you guys feel absolutely? Because like- it was looking too like. Wait a minute now. But so when I. Everybody was in their feelings, and I know that's story. Really? Y'all and y'all I feel it's because it was too. It was too something you would practice and rehearse like years and hours. But the point is, when I learned later that majority of the line were deltas, they did a picture at the end. Okay, that it I, made me feel better because I was like, they created this like because because Beyonce is talented. So that's what I was, was thinking. It was too perfect. It was I said someone perfect. had to be. Someone had too to be. Perfect. So. Beyonce, if Beyonce, if Beyonce threw up the diamond right now, y'all would not care. Y'all would be like, here's your honor. Oh, please. There'd be a march. Oh, there would not be. A, there would be a march, to, be a march. To, to put her in the to, to well, fast track her. Well, with that, with that, <laughs> with that, we're going to go ahead and segue into a break really quick. And then when we come back, we got the Lauren Live topic of the hour. We're going to be talking to Sonya Lewis, the creator and the owner of the student loan doctor company, we're about to really get into it because I have questions. I clearly, Jay, you don't have any because you don't have any student loans. I got but my Pell grants. I had to pay them back. Nobody wants to hear First you talk about your Pell grants. I'm done. My song is coming up next. So in 2002, my first year at Howard University, hey, this you. song was played so much mm-hmm. that. This is the first time I listened to it in years because it was played at every party first semester so much. This is the reason why a lot of people didn't make it the second semester. That is very true. Very, very true. This is Sean Paul. Give me the light, everybody. I know if you were at HU at that time I was there, you definitely remember this song. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here on What Eyes Radio. We will be right back. Please do not go anywhere. We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here on What Ice Radio. And it is my favorite time of the show. It is the Lauren Ree Live. Let's talk about it. Topic of the hour. And tonight, again, we have Sonia Lewis. She has created this wonderful company called The Student Loan Doctor. And I am just excited that you are here because I know a lot of people will have questions. And so many people, unfortunately, are in student loan debt that we need someone like you 
out here. Um, so first of all, thank you for coming through to the Lauren Re Live show. We thank really you, appreciate darling. it. Um, so let's get started. I love asking all of my guests, who is Sonia Lewis? Like, who are you? Darling, uh, from Philadelphia, born and raised. I wanted to sing the whole song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I am super, I have like six personalities. I'm super silly, super serious, super... I'm just, it depends on the day and the mood, the hour. No, don't count them out, okay? Um, but I'm super excited about um, where I'm at in this journey and myself. So, long story short, from Philly, only child. That was fun. You really learn a lot about yourself and conversations with yourself. And The point is, um, I think it really warped and shaped my personality being only yeah. child. I tell it to people all the time because you got to make some friends or you're just going to be lonely. By yourself, right? So, me being an extrovert... Although I technically am an ambivert, because even after we leave here, I'm going to go be reclusive and be excited to be back by myself. Really? But it can turn on. It's, it's the weirdest thing. I've never heard I don't ambivert. see that. Oh, I look up ambivert when you get a chance. It's I don't me. see that in you at all. I know you're not supposed to. This is why this is good. But when I get to myself, I'm like, oh, it's over. So in any case, that's me. Um, but I will say that um, being from Philly... <laughs> especially in business has taught me a few things right how to be you know a hard little firecracker but it also sometimes has been a little detrimental early in business too because i was saying at an event i was at recently being trusting of other people or friendly right off the bat to yep. other people it's a little difficult now friendly for business purposes client wise i can do but like let's say you wanted to talk to me about an opportunity or you want it i'm already like it's like Really? Let, let's, yeah. go, let's go meet for dinner. Or let's like grab let's, a drink and go talk. Let's have a ten minute call first. Let, yeah. And I, I know, I, and that's probably not good. It could be, it could really hurt business because people all make like, let's get together for lunch. I'm like, no, let's do a call. But you had to protect your image. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Um, but in any case, went to school, Bowdoin High School. Then I went to Bloomsburg University um, for undergrad, which was really fun. Um, masters, working on my doctorate. Nice. Um, and I always share that my business was the best accidental business. This was never intended. No one ever woke up and said, let's take on Sally Mae. When I met you, was I talking about, I was not about anybody Sally Mae, right? So it's just accidental. Yeah, that's good. So that's a good segue to my next question. Mm -hmm. So were you actually in student loan debt before you started this Oh, I'm business? still in student loan debt. I think that's a big, I, so I'm paying off wow. my doctorate. Yeah, I don't know. So unless a big check come in from Ford tomorrow, I speak that into existence. I it just it. take one big check to wipe this out. Yeah, right. right? Um, so no, I mean, my business is new. So I think the, the misconception is because it's so popping and it looked like it's been around for a while, it's only two years old. Yeah, 2000. And for real, for real, it's only one year old as a full-time business. Wow. The first year was a lot of hustle and brand exposure. Okay. But it's really only been one year of business. And so the business does really well, but I still have employees and overhead. So my student loans won't be getting cleared this year. I got you. I speak that in about five years. I like your transparency that you you tell people, even though I'm the student loan doctor, I'm, really? I'm in student loan debt as well. Yeah. I get it. I mean, look, we all out here struggling a little bit here and there, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, when did you decide that you wanted to do something proactively about um, your loan, um, your student loan debt and how mm -hmm. it evolved to this? So 2013 was my financial awakening year, my 444 year, I call it, right? Okay. So in 2013, my grandmother passed away quite suddenly um, of a heart attack. Okay. I was with her at the time she passed. 
And for me, I think everyone should probably think about like who's your financial safety blanket. Like if something happened right now, there might be for most people, not for everyone, someone you could call. Right. Mom, grandma, so forth. So for me, it was my grandmother. Mm. When she passed away, like a week later, like it hit me like a bag of rocks. Like oh, there's no grandmother. Like there's no and like and it again. It would be something simple like, oh, I just need thirty dollars to like get paid. So right. I never not made good money. I mean, literally, I always have been a hustler since I was 17. I worked at Sears right. and I sold Sears appliances. And so at 17, every two weeks, I was getting $1,200 checks. So I knew how to get some money since 17. So I always had money, right? But I always had bad spending habits because no one ever taught me how the to norm. spend money. That's, that's right? So as I got older, that never got fixed. And I thought the solution to my problem was more money. So I had literally three jobs. I used to work at the college down the street. I was an academic, um, excuse me, an adjunct professor. Um, I worked at Ashley Stewart on some days. And on other days, I did taxes. I had four jobs. Wow. And I still didn't have enough. No, I just had a spending problem. That's I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but, like, that's a lot of people out mm-hmm. here right mm-hmm. we i mean i know tons of people who work in corporate america and have really good jobs make six figures but know. they're still robbing peter to mm-hmm. pay paul mm-hmm. but don't want to admit that the issue that they have is that they have a spending problem not that they don't make enough money i was right. literally just talking to um my brother the other day um about people budgeting um no one really likes to budget and put make an actual budget about everything that they owe and stuff like that. We were we were talking about tithing. We were talking about mm-hmm. something different, but mm-hmm. um, we were talking about how people don't really put anything down in their budget. They try to do everything in their head that they should actually do an actual budget to see how much you're actually really spending mm-hmm. to get an idea of everything. Like that. Go ahead. No, I think the problem is at least with me is that you make your budget, but you just go over it. Like when you know you have the ability to go over your budget. Like I, I, I know I shouldn't buy these sneakers, but I can't. It's not going to. That's hurt my me. life. Like twenty years down the line, am I really going to care about this fifty, hundred, twenty dollars on these sneakers? If I do, what I'm supposed to do when I'm fifty. I don't care about this. And you make that choice yeah. over and over and over again. And doesn't that kind of like kind of go into people? I'm one of those people. I'm not going to lie. I don't put my. I've never put my student loans into my budget. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I think a lot of people don't because they, we put them off. Yeah, it doesn't matter until it matters. So for us, we're, we're, we're wildly popular when it's time to buy a home or right when they got the letter that they're about to go on your check. Yep. Th- so that's, that's what... Me. That's me. Yep. That's when I was crying on the floor like, Lord, better take my money. That's when it happens. But <laughs> before then, it's a problem because the thing is... Take your money. For, it's called... Oh, the, so you don't know, so about, you don't know about that. Yeah. We're going to get to that, though, because I have questions <laughs> about that. Um, so you had your... Your 444 moment. Yes. Unfortunately, your grandma passed away. Mm-hmm. But she would be so proud of me. Like, I'm facts. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you decide to come up with the business? Okay. So long story short, I went to um, a program called Financial Peace at Epiphany Fellowship Church here in Philly. I always shout them out because I think they're awesome. Um, really like a good millennial-based church here in the city. Went to church. They had the class. Funny story is, I'm not a member. I wasn't a member. I'm still not a member, but I called them up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I saw online that you're running this class about how to get your finances together. How do I how do I join? Like, are you a member? No, but I love the Lord. Um, <laughs> she's like, okay, um, let me call and make sure we're taking outside guests. I think that'd be okay. Like, I'm telling these people. This. She said, well, the class is 100. I said, oh, no, I don't have 100. See, that's why I want to enroll in the class. So... <laughs> 
This is a true story. I can't I'm broke. That's why I'm coming to the finance class. Praise God. She let me negotiate with her. I said, well, here's what we could do. How long is the class? She said nine weeks. I said, oh, I said I could do eleven dollar payments, and I was so serious. You did not divide that up. So I wound up doing twenty dollar payments. <laughs> I think they might forget the last. Week. I don't really know. Anyway, they gave me a book at the end, an extra book, because I was like the most diligent. I, I love didn't it. Class. I was. Because you didn't pay for class. No, like. I did wind up paying, like, but they gave me a, a gift at the end. I don't know. The point is. It was the thing that changed my life, and it, it's helping me change other people's lives. Good. So I always say, if you ever need me to come back and speak, whatever. So did <laughs> you learn from that class, or oh, is that that's, yeah. that's how you learned how so to? So financial okay. peace really changed my life because the one taught us how to budget, taught us how to get our money together. It really just was like the class that I never had or had been exposed to. I was so on fire that within 90 days, because the nine-week class, I mean nine, nine times seven, 60 days, my credit score. Um, it went up, I would say, by 90 points. Um, I had paid wow. off at like 3000 in debt. I sold every purse, anything that was designer that was around me too long. I sold it because I wanted to pay my credit cards off. Like, I was really intense about oh, you this Oh, you was in beast mode. Yes, and my credit score was really, really super, super duper high, highest it's ever been. Because I was just like, I got to get this day off you. Like, I couldn't even sleep. I would get up in the middle of the night and think about how I could make some extra money to pay X, Y, Z off. Like, I had charts everywhere on the fridge. I was really intense. So intense that I flew myself out to Vegas to meet Dave Ramsey and his team. And I got a round-trip ticket, airfare, hotel, rental, everything for 400 Was I don't know how I got that deal. Yeah, but I get well, out there, and he that? was like, oh. He was like, well, what can we send you back home with? Like, He's like, thank you for sharing your story with us. I said, oh, no, I don't need anything. I have all your books already. I have the whole collection. I said, I just wanted to meet you and say thank you for changing my life. And I said to him, I can't make this up. I said, and don't worry. I said, you'll see me again in the future. So, like, four events later, I saw him with, as the student loan doctor. He was like, you really familiar he's not meet a lot of people but i can't forget your face and i was like i met you and i told him and so wow i speak into existence i'll be working on their platform soon full I circle do. i love it i do i really really do so we're going to transition into a break really quick because we do have some more questions where more so advice so a couple questions from um some viewers that have about student loan mm-hmm. that um because i think your story is really dope you had to be really in a, a different place to be like i'm gonna sell everything i have everything. to get myself out of debt um but we're going to jump into more of the school loan stuff because a lot of people have a lot of questions they don't know they think that's the best thing to do is either uh go in deferment or for parents or um try to set up a payment plan that they still can't afford to pay or Mm -hmm. different things of that nature so we got some good questions for you coming up all right right, so the next song jay this is your song too i was shocked that you picked this song lovers and friends yeah this is no 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 that's not the next song your next song is t-pain i'm sprung oh so i'm from tallahassee well amy's in tallahassee Uh uh-huh t-pain's from tallahassee that's how they played this song a lot they played this this was freshman year anthem before it even came up north it was just Really? Yes. T Pain. Yes. Definitely. All right, let's get into it, guys. You know what it is already. Your girl Lauren Ree right here on What Ice Radio. We'll be right back. We are back, everybody. It's your girl Lauren Ree right here on What Ice Radio. And again, we have Sonia Lewis here. She is the student loan doctor. We thank her for coming on. Let me jump right into some of these questions mm-hmm. that we do have. Um Student loan forgiveness programs. Mm-hmm. There's like all these yeah. people on social media. Mm-hmm. There's people that call your phone, emails, all type of solicitation in regards to that. Yes. Are they legit? So here's the, I'm going to answer it twofold. 
it's not that they're not legit. They're companies that have access to your data per your Census Bureau data or, you know, there are reports that you can buy that would indicate you may have a student loan problem or issue. Like, for example, I have a, a tool that tells me which zip codes here in the city of Philadelphia are most burdened by student loan debt. Mm. So if I were to do any advertising or if I was to do any mail campaigns, I know which one I'd be mailing them to. Okay. You might receive it and say, oh, she's talking to me. No, the data I have said I was talking to this area. I got you. So calls can be the same way. You have to be careful because a lot of times companies will charge you a thousand and, and twenty, fifty dollars a month, and and then they might disappear and rename themselves when they get banged, and then we open up under another name. Mm. So you just have to be super careful um, with who you give your information to, and if you can afford a thousand dollars, you could probably afford to get your loans intact. So you got to be mindful when it comes to that. I will give myself my own shout out here that we are doing a free webinar tomorrow on this topic. Nice. Um, so if you're watching live or you hear it live, um, we're doing a public service loan forgiveness webinar at 9 p.m. And the link is still active to register. They go to Instagram, the student loan doctor is there or Eventbrite. The purpose of why I do a lot of these free webinars and topics is to really dispel those myths. Okay. So it is a real program. So forgiveness is great. You do need to enroll ASAP because it can change. The Trump administration is planning to phase it out. Okay. And then what the thought is that those people will be grandfathered in. So when we say forgiveness, is it mm -hmm. like, poof, they're gone? How does nope. that work? It's usually contingent upon a 10-year repayment okay. that will lead to forgiveness at the end of 10 years. Mm, okay. It sounds like bankruptcy almost. Yeah. Wrong. But the, the thing is, so let's say someone owes 60000 they're probably not in a place to pay that monthly amount that they're requesting. Right. So let's say your payment comes down to a 101 a month. Mm -hmm. That's just paying on the interest. Right. If the difference of that, the 40 or the 50,000, that's what be, would be forgiven. Okay. So I like to speak things into this existence like you. Mm -hmm. So what if I get into one of these um, forgiveness programs, mm -hmm. but I become a millionaire the next year and mm -hmm. I want to pay all this stuff off. If I'm, am I binded to be in this or is this something that no, I can pay you off? Pay at it any off. Time? Okay. Yeah. You can pay it off at any time. I received that too. Are you still accruing interest at this point? Me or no. And oh. these student loans. Yeah. So okay. you still accrue interest. So an income based repayment plan is what's necessary to be in the program. Income based repayment plans are only paying on the interest. Okay. That's it. And a lot of people will call and say, I'm in this income based payment plan. I'm like, what's your, what's your amount? $60. Sis. You borrow eighty thousand and you're paying sixty. Logically, you're only paying the interest if that. If that, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely for sure. So we um talked about this a little bit, Jay. Um, you don't know about garnishments. So mm -hmm. garnishments are. Let I me mean, from what I know about garnishments. Basically, the once you don't pay your student loans, they can mm -hmm. go in something called default. And when they go into default, they can then go mm -hmm. into your paycheck and take out their money without your permission, basically. 270 missed days lead you into default. Yes. Once you've been in default for a while, and I always say a while because everybody's default timeline is different, you can then enter into garnishment. Now, it's not the same for everyone because it might be easily accessible to get your employer's information where it might be difficult to get hers. So you could technically go into garnishment quicker than she would. Okay. It just depends on how they can access the information. Right. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions that everyone has, is it possible, is it legal? We know that it's legal. Mm -hmm. Is it a certain amount that they cannot go over when, they, when you're doing yes. garnishments? 
of your discretionary income. Okay. If you have a private loan, they could take up to 25%. Wow, really? So what is discretionary income? Great question. So discretionary income, there is no real definition. I'm not being funny. <laughs> like, uh, um, so, it's, so here's how it's thought of. When it comes to how much you make in salary, the government's perception is student loan, housing, car. We perceive car, housing, student loans. Just being honest. Yeah. So when people come to me and say, well, I got my car note and my house note, I hear you. But the way that the government perceives. They want their money first. It's always at the top of mind. That's mm-hmm. interesting. So is it a way to get a garnishment stopped? It is, actually. So that's the problem. A lot of times people just wait until it hurts too much to get it stopped. But they just need to hear from you. The reason why I made it to garnishment is because you gave them no proof of verification. Now, who needs to hear from you? The people that... Your lender. Your lender. That's yep. what I Okay. Your lender needs to hear from you. And it's oftentimes that when you're not making that much money, that's the best time to communicate, I'm not making that much money. Got gotcha. you. So that they're not coming after you. Good stuff. Back in the day, it was tough. Like, so... I took out small loans, but you had so many different loan companies that you didn't know you were getting these little small loans mm-hmm. from. And now you have automatic payments. But before it was, you had to call up and mail it in. We also were in school during the time, 02 to 07, where that's the Bush administration. Yeah. That's when he privatized and allowed small banks to come in and manage on behalf of the government federal loans which means there was an extra fee that was placed on top of your school loans you didn't have any but your school loans at that time so if you were in school in 02 to 07 that time period your loans were extra hiked up one in interest and two in fees because pnc could manage wells fargo could manage when the obama administration came in they wiped clear all of the small uh companies that were in the midst and gave it all back to the government right and that cut out the middleman, which allowed and freed up more money. So literally, let's say a, a student was eligible for 2000 By the time that check made it to their school, it came down to 1500 not 2000 because 500 of that got ate up in fees by PNC and so forth. Does that make sense? Yes. So they ruled them out. So that's why a lot of companies in the private sector was mad at the Obama administration. And Obama's administration doesn't get a lot of credit. They actually did a lot of things. One, they increased the Pell Grant. And two, they lowered the interest rate on a lot of the federal loans. And they also put a protection in place with the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CF, wait, am I saying right? Consumer Financial Protection, CFPB. If you are an American citizen, everybody needs to know about them. Say it again, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That is the agency that oversees all things related to money. So if you had a complaint with a credit card company, a bank, the highest place you could take it separate from the government is the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Why is this important? One of the first things that Trump did when he got into office, because nobody cares or paid attention to anything, was he wiped out the department that oversaw and managed the relationship between the lenders and the government. Mm. What does that mean? Well, lenders used to have to give a report that said they got this many complaints. They handle it this way. It's like a, a balance check system. So now they don't have to they do got, that? They, right. So when people call us and say, no one ever sent me a letter, I believe you is the first thing I say to them. Because as of like January 20th, it got wiped out. Ooh. They all got laid off. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. People need to vote. Well, you need to know. And so let's go back to that. DeVos, who's in office. DeVos, she's queen, wipe them out, because she owns so much stock and share in Navient. That's smart. You can buy stock. Mm. 
I did buy it's some stock. Oh, I, I'm buying it tonight. I'm not gonna be sitting on doctor not buy no stock. I, I, I need to. I need to get some stock tonight. <laughs> well, I, I didn't did know buy some Navi stock just because I understand that when she got off it, she ain't gonna let her baby fail. Look that thing up right now. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right, so good on the garnishment stuff because a lot of people, whether they want to admit it or not, those garnishments hit, mm-hmm. and they really think like, oh well, I just might as well let them take it at this point. It's never gonna stop. Yeah. Um, Cause that's thirty percent a month that's coming out where you can get it reduced to ten percent a month. Okay, so you can at least get it reduced if not stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's gross or net? Uh, well, it's gonna be taken based off of your net once they take it out. Yeah. So moving on really quick, um, student loans and bankruptcy, mm-hmm. or just credit in yeah. ge- general. Um. Are student loans forgiven if you are going through a bankruptcy? No, they're protected. Okay. So this is gets back to this. What I was telling you about with that Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Well, for the first time ever in American history, um, Navi and a federal lender was actually taken to court by different citizens. It was a class action lawsuit. I know that we all heard about that at one point, but we, it went silent. Anybody want to know why it went silent? Wow. It went silent because the people working on it got what? Laid, Laid off. off. So that work shifted. Think about if somebody at your job got laid off, who gonna get the work? You well, might have, but they already had other work to do. So now what they did was they slowed down the process. The court case is still pending, but the work to get it approved and through in court is now gonna be delayed, if that makes sense. So I was saying all that to say that this was the first time in American history where it was actually entertained and looking favorable that those that had federal cases against a big student loan company was going to win. Mm. That's huge. That means a lot of people's student loan debt could be wiped clear. Right. Mm-hmm. You just have to now, but in general, right now, if you go to bankruptcy, your loans would be what's called protected and not put into repayment. And then you get a special forbearance supply where you want to accrue as much interest. So they would be in a bubble. Thank you. Money. Thank you for saying that F word, forbearance, right? Mm-hmm. So is going, putting your loans into forbearance a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it's a cuss word in my office. Um, <laughs> so forbearance is the thing that people use to delay repayment, right? Absolutely. And so it is a permissible thing because there are different types of forbearance. For example, when we had weather-related issues like Houston, okay. there were economic deferments or there were weather hardship-related forbearance. There were different things you could use. But the one you're talking about is the one where you call, you know what, I'm not going to pay it this month. Uh, just give me like three more months. That's called general forbearance. You only get 36 months of general forbearance in the lifetime of your loans. And I hope that everyone I encounter lives to age 100. That means you only have three years to run through it. After you run through Mm. your forbearance, you don't get any more. It's over. So at some point, it's going to end. It goes into mandatory repayment when it hits the 270. You see how it goes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so basically, you need to hold on to those when you really need it. Is that what you want to say? Right. Okay. So is that per loan or is it if I get, so if I get a loan for undergrad, I get mm-hmm. 36 hours. If I get a different loan for grad school. Each loan is separate and each loan has 36, 36, 36. But if I'm in grad school, I don't have to pay That's my called deferment. That's deferment. But, do I my, but, my, but when I'm in grad school, I, I heard that I don't think I have to pay my loans back. Or don't they get paused when you're in school? That's called deferment. So when you're in school, your loans are deferred. That means the government is paying for your subsidized interest. So how long can I stay in grad school and how many hours as do I need? As long as you need to stay in grad so school. So I got nine hours. <laughs> can I just take nine hours? For, for grad school, you have to take at least six credit hours to be considered 
in school by the government to have your deferment but the, that's more money that you're the longer that you're in grad school that's the more yes, money that you're I call taking it out forever plan. But, it, it, but, you gotta, but if you if you can work out a way that you can go to grad school for free so no you still yes so let's say you go to grad school and you're taking at least six credits whoever paying for it doesn't matter you can still be deferred but you're still accruing interest on your unsubsidized oh, yeah. loans so that doesn't stop yep subsidized which the government will cover the interest for and unsubsidized which means you're responsible for day one i see where you're going with it and here's the problem a lot of the clients that i see don't get jacked up from undergrad loans it's graduate school loans mm. and we live in a city ironically the student loan doctor was birthed in the city of philadelphia where we're surrounded by colleges so no wonder the business is doing well in this Your city. Your business is booming. Because everybody's here. <laughs> or you could get here. Right. Or you're in the surrounding area. And we also do really well with no paid advertising in Atlanta. Because everybody goes there for school, uh, right? That makes or sense. millennials move there as one of the booming cities. So in New York, too. So, we're, so wherever colleges are, we'll always have a location in mind. <laughs> because <laughs> that's where we want to do well. Because that's where, you know what I mean? That's where um, that's where the student loan debt is. So Philadelphia definitely is one of the cities with the top student loan debt. I think Boston might be number one. That mm. makes sense. It does make sense. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're going to take a really quick break. And when we come back, I have some questions about the business. Mm -hmm. Who's a good client for the student loan doctor? Yes. And we'll get into that a little okay. bit. So this song next is another H.U. anthem. It probably was a anthem everywhere. Does everybody remember Wayne Wonder, No Letting Go? Yes. They played this song and another song they couldn't play anymore. So we're going to rock to that really quick. And when we come back, we got more with Sonya Lewis, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What a Ice Radio. I got my boy, Jay to the Jones from GBO Philly. I still getting it right. You told me that it was going to be too much, but I got it. We'll be right back, everybody. We are back, everybody. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on What a Ice Radio. And this interview is so good. We are almost waist deep into the interview with Sonia Lewis, the student loan doctor. So we have some more questions in regards to the actual business. Sure. So do you have a particular clientele that um, would be a good fit for the student loan doctor? Yes. Um, I would say we mostly work with women, mostly African-American women. Really? Um, ages 25 to 45. That's the demographic. So are those the most of the people that are reaching out to you? Yes. Um, that is who mostly follows us, engage with us. But statistically, that's because... They go to college. Well, that is who is most agreed in the U.S. And so okay. that statistic never made it to Love & Hip Hop. Ah. I tell people. Um, and so we, I just always tell people... Um, that we really don't think about African-American women that much in terms of education and numbers, but that is who has the most student loan debt in our country and the most degrees as well. Speaking of African-American women, mm -hmm. you are the first African-American mm -hmm. woman to have a student loan debt business. Yes. How does that feel? And so I'm not the first to have a student loan debt business because there are specialists Special, in terms okay. of a company. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so correct me. So is the, so it's, 
That so, fact is not right. So first, African American and woman, woman owned student loan mm, repayment company. Okay, yes. got you, got you, mm-hmm. got you, got you. No, there are other professionals that I credit that were doing this work that are older than me that's been doing it for a while. Okay. Um, I think that we took off and, and got the buzz that we did because one, I am a millennial. Okay. That's who's most burdened. Two, I am African American, although my chinky eyes, my grandfather <laughs> was part Asian, but you know, I'm not going to do a tiger in this moment. Um, and then the other part about it is too is that. At the end of the day, um, the platform really is just, I think you feel like you get a hug almost when you come to the page. I got you. Like somebody's not judging you. Somebody understands. Got you. Good Mm -hmm. stuff right there. So can you help everyone or is there certain things that you have to? There are like three clients in my mind that we could not help. And that's because they burned through all of their options. Okay. I mean, but they kind of came in knowing that they burned everything. Okay. Um, And I still think about them because it's terrible. Like when you get to that place. But most people are not at that place. That's the good news. Okay. I would say it, since we've been in business, we've probably helped over like five. No, I'm lying. Let's see. January. What's this? June. June. So we probably have helped, um, I would say close to 7,000 people at this point. Okay. Because, um, again, because of the shade room, we were very boutique in the numbers in which we served. It was good. Payroll was made. I was like, oh, this is good. And then that. So how did that come that, about? That, how that did the shade room come about? Because I made a meme going into Black History Month where I said it was myself and my, my small team were in the picture like, <laughs> and it was like first African. So then blogs started to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, right? And then they started, roommates started sending Tagging. it to the shade room, if that makes sense. Yes, I know exactly what that means. They yes. start tagging you, targeting And then the you. shade room, my Isha, who I love, 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 called me. And was like, this is Maisha from the shade room. I thought it was a plank. And she's, I'm like, okay, she's real. And she said, tell me your story. So that pitch is important because I had to tell the story literally in like 30 seconds. Love it. Posting it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And then like, that, that was it. dropped it. And I had an old phone then and I thought it was going to crack or break apart because it was like literally stuttering like my phone kept closing instagram it was crazy that night because it was overwhelmed by oh, all the wow, notifications yeah. and then, and i was like i didn't and so literally i remember i had 10 minutes of paralyzation where i sat like this in my office like what's happening and i was with my best friend because she came right away when it dropped because obviously she understands the importance of the shade room so she there looking crazy like now what the happened and then we just can see all the likes and it got like 30,000 likes, like up to 50. And then like, I'm like, and I'm like, and I couldn't move. And she like feeling on my neck. Like she's breathing. I just, I remember being like legit paralyzed. It was funny. Was that like a real defining moment for you? It was a validation moment. So okay. what's scary is this is why I'm very serious about what I speak. So the jokes that I make, I'm so serious about when I say certain things because on January 5th, I put on my Facebook, this is my media year. And when somebody tagged me back to it, because this all happened like the 15th, 16th of January, I bust out crying because I literally told the world this was my media. I'm like, tag all podcasts, you know. And and so for that to happen, it all just kind of made sense. So after that, there was what Jay likes to say, the Steve Harvey effect. Yes. So how did that come about as well? No, tell me the Steve Harvey effect, Jay. Tell me. Tell me again. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I... I, I, I Wait, did, did you go on Steve it's Harvey? Not, it's not like... You no, know, Steve Harvey show mentioned it. Like, yeah. Ricky okay. Show it's it. it, just like kind of when you when you reach that point where people that aren't in your circle aren't checking for anything you're doing know who you are. So it's like, okay. it, so it like the common person knows like, oh, shoot. No, they, I'm, not they, that, I'm not that deep. So when I go to certain <laughs> things... I love it. I'm not that deep. 
when I go to certain cities, what I'll get now is, and that's to be funny because I'll share with you offline, I did lose a lot of weight in the last few months. So when the picture dropped, it was right when the weight loss surgery had just happened. So I was literally starting to slim down. But now it's a dramatic, if I showed you a picture, which I can't, from then and now I lost about 65, 70 pounds. That's like a different person. My face was fuller, my hair was different. So now when people see me, I'll get this look with a squint, and then they might walk up, I'm like, are you the student loan doctor? And it's always women in the age 30 area. Okay. In the different cities it happens. When it first dropped here in Philly, I'm still thinking it's regular. I don't care, you know. I went to Walmart, doo, 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 and three women, like, no lie, bum rush and hug me. And I was like, and I went on, like, hugs. So, and to me, it's like fight or flight. I didn't know if I was going to have to hit this girl. I didn't know what right, was happening. Right. And I was with my friend, like, it's a hug. I'm like, oh, that's what this is? I didn't know what it was. And she's like, thank you, thank you. It was good. But the city was so, like, I when it happened, the city was just so hype and proud. Like, yeah, yeah like they every, definitely were. Everybody that... Anybody, if, everybody, anybody from Philly that, that I was like, hey, I know her. Yeah, like, every person. Well, boom, so what's boom, funny boom. is I actually know a lot of people from different circles, like the Urban League, and so I think it, when it happened, I felt like we all had a part in it, a, a, a win with it, because one, it does pay to be a nice person before or after something, right? So I Thanks. was like, shout out to people really liking me, because I was like, I was a nice person before this happened, and I still am a nice person. I'm a little more firm as to one who I get my number to now because I get all type of Jeeper Creepers requests and things and people want to sit and talk mm. to you about everything. And then two, not even that I'm busy because I'm not tripping on my time too much, but what I am tripping on is my mental capacity, right? So when the, when the shift happened, the elevation occurred, I had to go from being a coach and I hired six people. So we have seven coaches, excuse me, six coaches, one admin, so I am a manager of seven, right? to CEO, so now there's different responsibilities. So I wasn't so much before bogged down with those responsibilities because it was small, it was boutique. Right. But now I do have to fly every other week to somewhere. I am getting paid speaking requests, and so I might have to cancel something that you originally asked me to do super free, which I would love to do. But I'm not trying to be funny if a $5,000 check come through. I'm going to have to tell you. So what I had to start doing was giving people contingencies. Like, I knew I would be here, right? So this is perfect. This, you know how we went back from Yeah. But then if you're asking me to do something for free three months out, I can't say yes to that. We don't know what's going to happen in three months. Literally every day something Oprah. comes to the email address. Oprah. Well, I do speak Oprah into existence. I do. I really do. That's coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So you have to be you have to be careful. like, And so you don't want to get brand new on people. But what I had to say to some people that I care to explain myself to is there are a lot of things changing that I'm not even at the will of anymore. So no, I may cannot make the cookout that I once wanted to make, if that makes sense. And that's okay, too, because your real friends, they'll be fine. That's not, they're not going to worry about real, that. Yeah. Your real people ain't going to worry about that. And they're all right, too. You just so, see on the gram. So we're <laughs> going to uh, wrap it up soon. Um, but before we go to a quick break and then wrap it up, I do have one last important question mm-hmm. um, for you. What would you actually say to the person who wants to go to college or wants to continue on their education? Mm-hmm. Um, but they really can't afford it out of pocket, of course, but yes. they are afraid of going into it because of getting into student loan debt. Well, I think we need to live where our wallet tells us to live. And so the problem that I'm seeing at my table four, six, eight years later is the problem that was at the very beginning, living beyond our means. Okay. So what happens is a lot of us come from what's called the sticky middle, where our families were not poor enough to receive, like, all, no shit, all Pell, right? But no, yeah. first off, you can't even get all Pell now, now. 
you could have got Pell when Pell was really given. But nowadays, you got to be super below the poverty line to get all Pell to cover some stuff, right? And then what I'm seeing is a lot of times we see middle, and this is the problem, we see middle class families at the table. They might have good credit, right? So mom is in her 50s, 60s, got her credit up, right? Guess what mom feels bad? She feels bad because she doesn't have any money for college for her son. So now mom is re-signing up for the parent plus yeah. loan, mortgaging her home, signing for the private loan. And so that's why African-Americans in general will never get ahead of the financial curve mm. because you are re-signing up for the debt that that parent just got out of. Does so, that make sense? I, I mean... I'm not really trying to answer my own question, mm -hmm. but everyone should always look into scholarships, grants like this gentleman over here. SAT prep. Did um, when SAT he went to college. Prep. But there's yes. other there's other alternatives other scholarships. than scholarships. Stop and I hate when people go community college. Go you to might, community you college. might need to be there. Because first off, yeah. community college, especially like why you swear at Montgomery County. What? That college is You went in Monaco? No, I worked there for uh, three months, and the Lord told me it was time to go. <laughs> we'll talk about that offline. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, and then it's nothing wrong with community college. No. It, I don't know why people... And more millionaires graduate from state colleges anyway. That's just that's it's, that, it's just that perception. It's kind of sad. Like, it is. When you, it is really like sad. Like, you realize, that's a class at CCP. CCP was actually, like, more expensive than in-state for my school, for people in state of Florida. But you, the same professor that teach every university and college and the transfers, but you're going to pay $40 a credit hour versus 100 Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't. So that's that's a really good segue for our break. And then when we come back, we want to do the Lauren Ree Live wrap-up. And Sonia, we want to know what's next for you. Okay. All right. So it's your girl, Lauren Ree, right here on Water Ice Radio. We will be right back. This will be. We are back, we are back, we are back. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on Water Ice Radio. I got my boy, Jay to the Jones with me from GVO Philly. Also got Sonia Lewis, the student loan doctor here in the building. And we are about to wrap this up. It's been so much fun having you here. We always want to say thank you for even doing our trending topics with us. This is fun. 
Uh, we do have a really good time around here. But most importantly, what's next for you? So super excited. Some great opportunities are coming up. Um, you know, local news. Um, been working on some projects um, here in the city with that, doing some segments. Um, we'll be at Essence soon. So when I know that they hey. have that article, I will be sure to post that. Um, next, I would say we're just going to get bigger and, and more intent with our platform. Okay. We really want to uh, vamp it up a notch. So we have 33,000 active followers. Like, these are real people. I stayed up all night when the glow up happened to look at everybody. I really want to engage these people because they're right. real. And I really want to get to a solution for them. So I'm looking to do more activities where we can get group buy-in. I would love to see meetups happen around different parts of the country. Okay. I have the flexibility to travel um, and catapult those things. I want to do something big in the city to kick off going back to school. So I'm thinking about big, large-scale events to really champion people, but more so to encourage them. Okay. Professionally, for me, um, I'm super excited about the team. The next stop for me is to open a location in Atlanta. I go often because I'm scouting locations. I'm scouting what that looks like, really intentionally building my network in Atlanta. Okay. Because, again, I don't think that... I could do as well as I did if I didn't have a good support system already in place. So you're going like to have to have a team there in here as I well. will. But more importantly, I need some people to help share and spread it when it opens yeah. up. Right? So that's why you do see me in Atlanta like at least once a month at the breakfasts, at the uh, womenpreneur events. You know how those things go. Yes. Um, so Atlanta will be dropping for uh, 2019. So I'm excited about that. Um, personally, I did share with you about the weight loss surgery. So I just want you know, for it to just get there and get snatched, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do because <laughs> I'm really excited. Literally, I've been in the gym twice a day nice. since I would say the past three weeks because the, the surgery is just a tool, right. and it's, it's a lifestyle to the point change. where you got to pick up and decide to put in the work. And because I did three weeks twice uh, a day, my friend debates with me about this. Is what he says, but I went from a size 18 to a 14 in three weeks. I don't even have anything that says 16 because I just skipped. So he believes I just should have brought clothes between it. I'm like, but in three weeks, nobody goes to buy a new clothes guy. They no. just went straight to a, a 14. So I'm looking forward to shopping at the little girl store that I always wanted to shop at. <laughs> Judge yourselves right now. But, but America is based on perception. And so if I look well or if I look smaller, if I, you're going to perceive that my knowledge is greater, which is BS. But that's America, and we signed up for it, that's right? That's right. So Listen, I'm looking forward to it. what that might um, behold in opportunities. And I just wanted to be a healthier me. I was going to say that. What about Traveling, just being healthier? You know, the Miami airport, Atlanta airport, that's a lot of walking. Nobody talks about that. You got to get, I don't know, jet money yet, so I got to get off. I got to take the train to do this. And I mean, halfway through, I was tired. I <laughs> well, so, I'm looking forward to no more. You look that. great. So whatever, you, great. whatever you are doing, keep it up. Where can the people find you on social media or the website? Yes. Yeah, so we always have fun on Instagram. We do a lot of foolery, but a lot of good facts there. Um, the Student doctor the website is the student loan doctor llc if someone's listening and they know they need an appointment doctor please help me.com i just made it super simple easy i was like you nice. remember that doctor please help me.com and, and plug that uh web free webinar tomorrow yeah also. so again if you're watching you're listening the free webinar we're almost at capacity but there's a few seats left um it's going to be on the federal student loan forgiveness program tomorrow at 9 p.m eastern i teach the course myself you can always catch the replay if that's not something you can do. And how do they sign up? They can go through the Instagram link or it's on Eventbrite. Gotcha. Good yep. stuff. Good or sign in my DM. I do respond late night hours. So just watch it. Oh, again, I really appreciate it. Not in the wrong way. Way, I'm a, way to correct yourself. Yeah, I was like, no, 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 need those. No. <laughs> you, uh. Somebody's like, I'm going to shoot my shot. Yeah, <laughs> they tried. I'm like, if you ever see a long question? 
The what? Emoji eyes? No, I can't. You're crazy. All right, again, thank you for coming on, Sonia. Jay to the Jones, thank you for being here. Thank you for being my co-host tonight. Let them know where they can um, hang out with Good Vibes Only. Uh, we got vacation this Saturday. Um, we're at Hot Lounge um, every Friday. Yeah. Uh, like on business, come down, support. Oh, yeah. Where can they find Good Vibes Only on uh, social media and stuff? Oh, this is your time. Oh, my bad. Instagram, uh, Jay to the Jones. Also, Instagram at GVOPHL, Good Vibes Only Philadelphia. GVOPHL. We try to keep it simple. See you Friday or Saturday. All right, everybody. That is it. It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here on Water Ice Radio. And never forget, not all superheroes wear capes. Sometimes they wear headphones, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. That is...